Welcome to Karate the Garage. I'm Corey Culp. I'm Freddie Walsh. Kickstart to close out January. And we just closed out more, 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 more. Give me more. One thing that this month wanted me to do is I wanted more of more. She was like every movie we covered and you can hear it in the last episode, G.I. Jane, which came out last week as, oof, man, she was just all cylinders, man. She took it and and then she just kept upgrading her engine along the way, man. She came just more powerful as she went along. And this movie was proof of how, as we said in the episode, who else was going to play this part? And I couldn't think of, and you couldn't think of any other actress in Hollywood that could have done what she did in that movie. No, not at that point. You know, we always come up with these names, but they're kind of cheeky and the idea seems a little fun, but here we are at the end of it. And so happy we did it because we, I don't know when I would have watched any of those movies again. And it was just a reminder that your memory, (laughs) your memory fails you every time. Whether it's better for the for it or worse for it, sure. but but with the the series, it was just yeah, man, so if, good. Yeah, it was all wins. It was like yeah. four zero, bang. Yeah. Yep, good stuff. And if you guys haven't had a chance to listen to GI Jane yet, it's out there, and uh, it, it it's still it is. I checked it again this morning just to make sure that. <laughs> And who knows, maybe on maybe on February 1st, it'll be available for, to do something other than for rental in the 19, I'm sorry, the 2007 Blu-ray version. Only other disc version that's out there. That's in print still. Can you still print? Where, I can't believe what, what warehouse still has all those first run, first gen Blu-rays of that movie. But you can buy a brand new on Amazon. Yeah, or would, eBay. But, <laughs> so wrong. Boy. Um, anyway, so end of the month and we have a new series coming up this week and we're going to start recording that very soon. This one is one that I, I, I think at least two of these movies that we talked about covering for a bit and the other two are, well, why no one? Yeah, it's, it's going to be a fun month and it's a fun theme and, and has a, has a cute name for it and, uh, it's going to be a good time and it's not February as much as we want. <laughs> Come back to it. Just call everything February. February. Yeah. <clears throat> hey, where's Bert? Oh, fucking, he's not in it, dummy. But it doesn't matter. Just celebrate on Valentine's Day on Bert's birthday. That you know that it's. We already just we just gave you Bert. <laughs> yeah, we gave you Bert and strip with no mustache, no mustache, and Vaseline in his boots. And Vaseline what more do you want? The squishies. Oh, geez. Feels good between your toes. It does feel good between your toes, doesn't it? I mean, yeah. I assume who hasn't done that anyway, let's, let's move on. Moving on. And the humidity in Florida and the Vaseline. That's kind yeah. of gross. Yeah, man. <laughs> or is it? Ew. So we're coming back to talking about some optical disc releases this week that, because the last week was kind of stale, but we got some staples of things that from our childhood and things that are, are things that we've talked about a lot. Unlawful entry is getting a Blu-ray release. And we've talked about that, whether we're talking about Ray, Ray Liotto or Kurt Russell, or even Alan Stowe for that matter. This is a Shout Factory exclusive that's going to be hitting uh, on Tuesday. Great cover, great poster on that uh, movie. I always, yeah. you know, that's what sucked me in more than anything. It's perfect. And you have a chance to see just, what is this, just a couple of years after Goodfellas, right? And he, Ray is so... 
basically he's getting a chance to revisit that tone that he gives. He's doing that super creep thing that he does so well. Yeah, something wild. It's kind of like that vibe. Um, he has his moments where he's smiley and giving you the, the friendly smile like he does in something wild, but you know, underneath that guy's a piece of shit and you right. get that. that's exactly what you get here. And he's got a badge this time. Yeah. <laughs> One of those guys. Look, you know what? It's funny. It's kind of like internal affairs, but not I as good. I was going to say exactly that. Yeah. But not quite as good. No, it's a little internal- more, uh, it's a little more commercial than yeah. internal affairs, but that doesn't make it bad. It's fun to watch and you get to see TC from Magnum. Yeah. Internal Affairs, though, too, is, is like, that's like my favorite Billy Baldwin movie. Yeah, because he dies. Because he dies. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely my favorite Andy Garcia movie. It's one of those ones that, for gear, he lets you just see him Dude. in a way that is just... It's gear at his best. I mean, yeah. you know, it's funny, gear and Leota kind of share that similarity. Yeah. That they're really good when they're playing someone who's got no scruples. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Yeah, that's a good, that, anyways, that's a, there's your pairing. <laughs> there you go. Watch them together. Be mad, be depressed, be angry, whatever you want to be, but watch them together. Just say, what? Because you're constantly going, you're, you're chuckling, going, man, these guys fucking suck. Man. Good terrible Lord. people. Yeah. I think that Internal Affairs is, one, is such an underseen movie. And I think we've said that more than once yeah. on the show. It's, it's, you know, in the Mike Figgis canon of films, that one should be fired way more often. Might, might be my favorite Nancy Travis movie for lots of reasons, too. Yeah, <laughs> similar, similar reasons as the others. It's good. It's a good one. It's a good one. Yeah. I'll do seriously the moment where he's, where Andy Garcia is all, all fucked up and he doesn't remember. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't, I don't want to ruin anything for anybody. It's just an yeah, enjoyable no, a movie. movie. See it. Yeah. Yep. See them both. Your Red Rock West special edition is coming out. Yeah, man. That thing should be here anytime. I mean, Any? it's in pre-ordered. <laughs> pre-ordered. I ordered it January 2nd. Uh, who's, the, who's the drop from that again? It's Vinegar Syndrome. I, I, that's right. It's VS. Yeah. yeah. With that great cover. It's so funny, too, because it's. I can't tell you the last time I saw a media book release. Right. Uh so that's exciting. Yeah. And so, and you know, those, those old school packaging, you're, you're not going to see those unless you're seeing from smaller places. Cause the big guys are, aren't going to do anything like that again. Now nah, they don't care, man. They don't have they to. Don't. And you know, again, that's, that's what makes, that's what, you know, that's what makes these things fun. Yeah. Vinegar syndrome also has a, um, Southern comfort. Really? Coming out. Yeah. Oh, I might have to get that. I like that movie at all. It's 4K and it's, yeah, man, it's got a great, uh, great packaging, the whole deal. So I just mentioned Skateboard from 78 when it's back when movies are Back when they couldn't come up with good titles for things. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But, you know, we we talked before, Leaf Garrett, we made a joke about that Leaf Garrett episode. When this movie came out, it was right around the time when Leaf Garrett played that scumbag kid. Because wasn't he an act? Wasn't, didn't Leaf Garrett play an actor? In that episode of Chips? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he's kind of like, was he playing himself? Or does he play himself? Does he? Uh, I God, I don't remember. I mean, I, I, but I feel like, was it before or after? It was before the incident, the infamous yes. inf- incident. Yeah. But this is that window where when Skateboard came out was 78. Sure. And yeah. they would shove somebody like Leif Garrett or Sean Cassidy into something like that. <laughs> Here's the thing that that about about skateboard. I mean, it just sounds completely silly, of course, but it's co-written by Dick Wolf. 
Yeah, from Law and Order fame. Yeah. Yeah, so that's kind of cool. And then everybody else that's in the movie is all skateboarder. Tony Alva's in it, Tony Carbone's in it. So it's like, it's, it's such a it fit because it's like when Breaking came out. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was going to say Body Rock with Lorenzo Lamas, but yes. <laughs> or Beach Street. Now, see, Beach Street's great. Dude, don't though. fuck with Beach Street. Beach Street is actually good. <laughs> no, that's what I'm saying, but Beach Street's different than all the other ones. Correct. Beach Street, yeah, because yeah, Beach, Beach Street's real and it's got real, you know, there's... Uh, yeah, you know what? You're right. Skateboard, skateboard is kind of like the Beat Street of skateboard movies. Yeah, because <laughs> there's so many know. of them. <laughs> well, there's Thrashing. There's uh, was it Lost Angels? That's that's a sort of a skateboard movie. You can kind of throw skateboarding and BMXing into the into its own. Yeah, just make it one movie genre. Yeah, rad. Throw them all together. Yeah, <laughs> Thrashing was a skateboard movie though, right? Because Rad is the BMX movie. Yeah, Thrashing was BMX. Yeah. No, Thrashing is yeah. skateboards. Was it? Oh, yeah, because it has yeah, to be because that's the name of the magazine was Thrashed, right? Correct. <laughs> yeah. And that was 19... Thrashing was 86, right? Yeah. Yeah, like that was mid-80s. But again, when they just... They, dude, what are we going to call it? Thrashing. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Get your Josh Brolin on. <laughs> Rad, the movie. <laughs> Uh, dude, Chuck McCann's in that movie. There's not a movie called Bitchin'. What? Chuck McCann's in that. Yeah, from Far Out Space Nuts. I said lunch, yeah. not launch. Yeah. <laughs> so bad. Chuck oh, McCann played okay. dad. Oh, dude, Pammy Gidley's in that. I forgot all about that. Pamela Gidley. Gidley, yeah. Gidley, Gidley. <laughs> oh, Family guy reference. Sorry. <laughs> oh, shit. The, also coming out from from Warner Archive is uh, John Payson's Joe's Apartment. Good God. The first film by MTV. Yes. Well, did Was it before Beavis and Butthead? At least the first live action, right? Yes. It, well, no, it was their first film. It was the first. It was it, oh, That was the okay. first MTV film. That's the only significant thing about it. <laughs> yeah, I get. I guess it still applies, right? It's still their first live action movie, as, as opposed to it's their first live they, action movie and their first movie. First, yeah, but some but it was. But I love Joe's Joe's apartment's wacky. It, that's funny because both Joe's apartment and Beavis and Butthead came from shorts. So they, that's kind of came cool. from someone's that, shorts. That premiered on MTV. Well, Beavis and Butthead technically was that shit. What was the name of the? The film festival that they used to always show them at. Oh, fucking hold on. I got to look it up. But yeah, when they, I think it premiered though, they, there was a movie, there was a festival that came out and it was always the super gross cartoons and just shoddy animation. And this was one of them that you got to see there a lot. And somebody at MTV says, Hey, you know what? Let's take some of these and because we basically get them for free. No, one, we don't have to pay any of these filmmakers for their movies. If we're telling them to put them on MTV and they made liquid television from it, everything spawned off that because, like, the Max came from that. There were so many Flux. good things. Yeah, there was some really, yeah. And, yeah, and, yeah, Flux, like, shit, we, had, we did get her all the way through that. We got a live action one outside of it, get its own animated series, too. Yeah, yeah we did get an, we did get a live action movie that we wish we didn't. <laughs> Who knew though? Who knew that they were gonna? That was the beginning of the end for MTV. We we all watched it because it was such unique, yep, stuff to watch, and and we inadvertently took MTV away from us because it was the beginning of the end. 
Yeah, man, let's not go down that MTV road. I'll get <laughs> real bitter real quick about that. Yeah, you mean with the fact they don't have the M? The M stands for media now. Now it's just TV. Music. Yeah, it's just television. Um, and uh, um, by the body of Crom, we've got Conan the Destroyer and Conan the Barbarian 4K yeah, is coming out. Yeah, so, I saw that. It's a nice little box. Slap yeah. those two together, even though you don't want one of them. That's the only way yeah. they can get people to get to buy Conan's Destroyer. The 4K are both sold separately. You can get the Conan oh, separate. Well, that's a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> just pack, just package those things together, guys. Come on. What do I got to do? Everything for you? Uh, there's there's going to be, a, in 10 years, there's going to be a warehouse full of those. And they're going to be sitting right next to that stack of G.I. Jane first generation uh, Blu-rays. And you're going to be, where do those things come from? <laughs> from the year 2024. Yeah. Lancaster, California, warehouse is full. Full, damn it. Um, oh, and damn, Blu-ray.com, their site went down. You know, if you buy both, they should give you a free Red Sonia. <laughs> That's getting a 4K or got one already, I That's think. That's what I'm saying. They should, because you know, that there's a bunch of those left somewhere. Because <laughs> who's buying those? Yeah, it came out a couple of years ago, 2022. Yeah. Calador. I love when you get reviews for movies like Red Sonia and it says things like an embarrassment of cringe worthy dialogue and poorly defined characters. Yeah, yeah, right. They didn't they didn't, <laughs> they didn't mince words back then. They didn't they no. didn't have to. Uh yeah, man. But the MSRP for for Red Sonia 4K is only 20 bucks. Sure. I saw I mean I look who am I I saw Red Sonia in a movie theater. <laughs> Oopsie. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, whatever. I was fucking well, you, 15 you didn't or something. Know better. You didn't know they were going to make a bad movie, a bad version of one of those I, look, movies. Look, I was 14. I liked Conan the Destroyer. So what, what do I know? <laughs> <laughs> was it? It was Conan the Barbarian, right? When they're walking through the marketplace and that dude's humping the camel. Yep. <laughs> what an impression. Ask me all these things about Conan the Barbarian. What do you know about the? Oh, there's a guy humping a camel in the marketplace. <laughs> Yeah, man. I mean, it's funny because all the things that were most memorable to me about Conan the Barbarian were humping the camel, humping the witch, um, <laughs> snake orgy. I mean, look, you know, who were they? You know, I saw, I saw, I saw that when I was a kid. I saw the drive-in. I was fucking twelve. Yeah, so I was like, "What the hell?" We're impressionable at those ages. Sure, didn't do me, sure. didn't do me no good, didn't do me no harm. No, no, not at all. So. Vidiots, man. Yeah, dude, Vidiots is, you know, February is shaping up to be just as awesome as January was. Mm -hmm. uh, let's just start with, uh, we'll, we'll just we'll just go right to Wally on uh, Friday. Next Friday, Wally. I think I think we talked about it last time because I've never yeah. seen it. Yeah. Because I don't want to cry. And then right after that, we get one of Bill Murray. People's, people love Groundhog Day. Yeah. And here you go. Here's your chance to go see it. Uh, he's having the worst day of his life over and over again. Directed by Harold <laughs> Ramis. Was this the last time Ramis and uh, Murray were friends? <laughs> yeah, I think this... Was this, there a falling out about something? I mean, I don't know. I don't, I don't want to no. misspeak, but I feel like this is the last time they, they maybe worked together. I don't know. I got to look it up. He had, there, were, there was a point with this movie, while they were doing this movie, that, that kind of broke the, their, their friendship. 
Yeah, yeah, I feel like this is, but you know, again, this is like Murray. You know, Murray. There was a point. Murray was like gold in the early '90s, and then, mm-hmm. and then again, and then again. He's a guy who just keeps coming around because he makes good movies. Mm-hmm. Also, in the micro cinema, you got all of us strangers. But then at nine forty-five, mm-hmm. come one, come all. Yeah, for David R. Ellis's Final Destination Two, because you love a good number two. The opening of Final Destination Dude. 2 is so ingrained in everybody's head that anytime we're on a highway, Correct. you see some truck. <laughs> Dude, it just happened to me with that fucking pallet. I remember like, oh, just pal, right. a few weeks ago. <laughs> yep. Saw it happen. Saw it fall off the truck. Saw the other car run over it and right into my windshield in 3D. Yeah. The Final Destination movies always are predicated on that opening scene and... This one is the most iconic of them, even even more than the third one. I right. was the roller coaster one. It's, this one is just because I think it's such a familiar thing for people, such an everyday scenario. Yeah, totally. Yeah, and I think don't, don't you think like when people talk about the Final Destination series, the movie that everyone talks about is Part Two. Oddly enough, not really Part One, which was pretty good and and started the whole thing. But Final Destination Two is the one, man. Right. Yeah. There can be only one. Final Destination one. 2. Yeah. For every beginning, there's an end. <laughs> I love how they put the taglines on this. It's the greatest thing ever. Uh, Toy Story is playing. Uh, then we get Beetlejuice, also next Saturday. Then we go Opposites Attract, George Clooney, Jennifer Lopez, Steven Soderbergh's Out of Sight. Such a good fucking movie. Yeah, man, there's your chance to see it on the big screen, Whitney. But you're not yeah. here. So maybe you are, maybe you will be. Who knows? <laughs> she covered uh, Beetlejuice. Uh, no, sorry, Beetlejuice, but she covered Groundhog Day on her... Her watch party for her her uh, her uh, Patreon last uh, week. Uh huh. So good timing. Groundhog Day. Yep. Mm-hmm. See it in old glory if you missed it. So, but they have a Groundhog Day is actually being shown on Groundhog Day on yeah. February second. So that's cool. Very inspired. Very inspired. Uh, you know, we also get next Saturday we get David Lynch's Eraserhead. Uh, Sunday, SpongeBob SquarePants, the movie. So good. So I got good. It. I fucking love right? that movie, dude. <laughs> love Hero, it. legend, sponge. Yeah. The birds next Saturday, which, you know, here's the thing. I'm going to be honest. Not my favorite Hitchcock movie. It, to me, it was like something that like was so built up as a kid. And then when I finally saw it, I was like, oh, it's not the movie I thought it was. <laughs> I hate the ending. Run, Lola, Run, Monday, yeah. February 5th. Yeah. Close up later in the week, Friday to February the 9th, we get the original Shaft, man. Fuck yeah, dude. Which, you know, what a fun movie that is. And mm-hmm. I, something I've never seen on a big screen. Uh, we also get The Wicker Man, the original, not the Nicolas Cage remake. Uh, but, we get, but we get Robin Hardy's <laughs> original, Flesh to Touch, Flesh to Burn. Don't keep The Wicker Man waiting. This, seriously, this second weekend of February is fucking rad. Dude, it's, it's like so much. Like it, it's the, the, it might open a black hole in the middle of the fucking Eagle Rock. Yeah. <laughs> Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Then we get Bullet on Saturday afternoon. Across the Universe, Julie Taymor's uh, Across the Universe, which if you're a Beatles fan, I'm sure this thing is going to be like, you know, there'll be people fist fighting each other to get in. I love it. And they're talking sequel. Been talking yeah, to I know, right? Year. Um, I'm and then the Sunday, the 11th, one of my favorite movies, Paddington 2. Yep. <laughs> Which is weird because I don't know that I ever saw Paddington 1, but I do <laughs> love Paddington 2. It's everything that the Paddington uh, books were when I was a kid. Yeah. And uh, what a great movie. 
Also, Otto Preminger's Carmen Jones, which Fucking is dude, right? Oh my god, I love that kind of movie, dude. I'm, I'm saying, I mean, they're just dropping bombs every day. Yeah, it's like, God, how do I just not like pitch up a tent out there on the sidewalk and just, you yeah. know, sorry guys, I'm gonna be camped out here for the next three weeks. Uh, Tempopo on Monday the 12th, Wednesday the 14th on Valentine's Day, Party Girls starring Parker Posey. One of those, uh, I mean, this is kind of the movie that, uh, I feel like this is the movie everybody identifies Parker with. Yeah. That we talked right? about that during Josie and the Pussycats. It's, it's kind of the one it's already sold out because Daisy's going to be there. Right. Yeah. Yep. He's going to be there chatting it up. So that's going to be cool, man. You know, so, you know, I'm sure there's a, uh, there'll be like a, what is it called? We'll call line, you know, for people who flake out on Valentine's day cause they had it in a chocolate coma. Because they started too early in the day. Thursday, February 15th, a movie we just talked about, Blade. Yep. Wish it was Blade 2, but it's not. <laughs> so No. Uh, but, you know, this is, if you, if you haven't ever seen it on a big screen, it's probably better on a big screen. It's more fun. Although, you know, the ending is also on a big screen. <laughs> the end of the movie, unfortunately, is also <laughs> on a big screen. <laughs> you can walk out the door. There's nothing, there's nothing worse than seeing that, but... As, you always say, go see this movie as big as you possibly can. This is not the movie you want to see as big as you, big as you nah, possibly can. but I mean, it's still a good time. I mean, yeah. you know, especially if you haven't seen it, it it's fun. You know, they, it, here's the thing. 90% of the movie is awesome. And then the last 10, you know, it's a 10%. But again, it's 1998. So go into it with that in mind and, it, you know, and it's still bad. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Uh, The Parent Trap, the Nancy Myers uh, remake starring Dennis Quaid. Elaine Hendrickson, a very tiny, young Lindsay Lohan, and the late Natasha Richardson. Tokyo Story, February 17th. Yeah, it's my favorite Osu movie. And I would, Dude. when we had one of those Criterion sales, I think I talked it up because I bought a, like three or four of his movies. I think it might have been a box set. Um, that, but Tokyo Story is my jam. Yeah, it was a box set, I remember. Tokyo Story was, was going to be the one I was going to refer to when I was talking about um, Godzilla Minus, Minus One. It's very similar. Totally, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sunday, February 18th, which I got to figure out if I can go see this because I love Sesame Street presents Fall of That Bird. Dude, Fall of That Bird's rad. Ken Quapis from 1985. Shocker. Yeah. yeah. Another 85 movie. But dude, this movie's got everybody. I mean, John Candy's in it, Chevy Chase, Frank Oz, you know, I mean, Sally Kellerman, Waylon Jennings is in it, Lorraine Newman. It's a big adventure. It's big laughs. It's big bird on the big screen. So, hey, man, if there's a movie to see on a big screen, look, they're telling you right there. So, yep. You know, if you haven't seen Follow That Bird, this is probably your only shot at it <laughs> on yeah. a big screen. Yeah. I, I, I really love Idiots for doing this. I mean, that's a, a movie I would have never, ever, ever, ever thought. Somebody's going to, you know, somebody's going to dust off Follow That Bird, and here we go. Yep. Then we get into the heavy stuff. Yeah. Terrence Malick's Days of Heaven. And they're showing the, they're, they're showing the restore that's yeah. on the, the Criterion disc. Yeah, I mean, and you know, again, if you're a Malick fan, I mean, for me, this is like my, this is like the holy grail of Malick movies. I know everyone yeah. is in love with Badlands, but this movie is like fucking yeah. mesmerizing at how beautiful it is, and you know, I I love this, and it's also very for a Malick movie. It's short; it's ninety four minutes. Right. So you know, he hadn't learned, you know, he, or he hadn't, you know, he hadn't started making you know two and a half hour coffee table movies yet. So. <laughs> And then Monday we get Triple R. Only way you see is on a big screen. <laughs> Tuesday, February 20th, the one and only Joe Dante in person. 
Yay. 35th anniversary. Joe loves going to videos because yeah, he, he, he was there for grandma's for his birthday. So he's, he's yeah. into this. I mean, this is going to be great. Like I'm yeah. definitely going to make, I'm probably just, when we stop talking, I'm going to buy a ticket for this right away <laughs> um, because there's no way I, I want to miss the burbs on a big screen. Muppet yeah. Treasure Island, dude. There's another one. Like, yeah. dude, they're killing it. Their matinees are blown up this year. This the, the first Philadelphia February. story on the 24th. Yep. Maybe two to follow that at 7 p.m. I mean, it's just solid all the way to the end of the month. I'm I'm going to stop boring you and with my yammering on about everything that follows because I'm not familiar with a lot of these movies. Just yep. go to their website and pop the coming soon tab, and you'll be like, Kung! and then you're going to go right over and buy a membership. Yep. <laughs> As you should. And check it out too, because the the new women on tours, the contemporary yeah. world cinema is continuing and a couple of dates for March are already there now. Yeah. So I'm uh, telling you this, there's no, there's no theater in town that curates classics, contemporary and future independent voices like, like videos does. Yeah. They're killing it right now, man. Yeah. I mean, God, fine. Good for them. Yep. I mean, good for us is what I mean. Yeah, because we got death now going on with movie theaters. And in a lot of ways, too, we were seeing because streaming, that's what it had an effect on that. And then streaming's had an effect on optical. And we're seeing maybe on a resurgence, but a renewed interest anyway. I guess they're kind of the same thing, but a renewed interest, kind of like how we got with vinyl a few years ago in optical discing because people turn around and finding out that those digital copies that they thought they own, they find out they don't own. And uh, people are buying up used copies of big lots is a fucking ghost town. Now we told you numerous times on this show, that's your jam. You want to pick up some one or two titles um, going over to like Goodwill or other places like that and picking up discs. You can't, they're just, they're pick through now. Because people are going in there and picking yep. up old catalog titles that you can't buy anymore. So, yeah. But you, when it comes to the movie theater side of things, Vidiots, New Bev, Arrow, these groups are keeping it alive. And not just alive, but they're encouraging everybody to come see. They're, they're, they tempt you. Every month there's at least three movies I'm going... I need to go see that. Now, I want to. I need to go see that. And this month is no different. February is stacked at videos. Yeah, man. It's like, uh, like I said, fucking bring a tent. I'm camping out. Yeah. Sleeping on the sidewalk in Eagle Rock for the rest of the month. Yeah. And also we should point out too, uh, Destroy All Neighbors is is there from Josh Josh Forbes with uh, Alex Winter and Jonah Ray. Yeah. That was, that's a fun one because they booked it on, on leap year. <laughs> it's on February 29th. So that's fun. Yeah. Good times. I mean, again, the, the Eagle theater is, I mean, what they've done to it is amazing. And it's, you know, it's a place to go and have a good time, you know, with a bunch of movie lovers. So there you have it. Yep. Yep. That's what's happening. And, and if you go see Greece too, on the 24th, be wary. Um, when we went to be wary of cosplayers, <laughs> And singers. I had two T-Birds show up at, at uh, our Grease 2 screening at LF3 a year and a half ago, whatever it was. So they live here in town. So they there. You might see them. But no, it was unfortunately no Chris McDonald. You know, you know, Shimmer Gavin did not show up, but it was uh, the short guy. I always forget his name. <laughs> Terrible. Sonny? <laughs> yeah. Well, Craig Bishop. Craig Bishop runs the, he has the, the, the Grease 2 
uh, Twitter handle. And hopefully he's listening. Sorry, Craig, I'm forgetting his name. Craig's a, Craig is all about promoting Grease 2 on, on the socials. So if you check him out, I'll put him in the show notes. I'm sure Maxwell Caulfield won't be there, but maybe Pab, Pamela Adlin might be there. I was really hoping Pam was going to show up at that screen last time, but she was not. And what about Smed? He should be there. Come on, Adrian, get out. No, he's working on the revival of Dance Fever. Peter Frischetti? Yes, there you go. Yeah, that's who you were thinking of. Yeah, yeah. he's yeah. the other one. Demucci. Demucci. Oh, there you go. There's your kickstart. Uh, yeah, with the last the last Monday, we <laughs> shit. we this is a weird. It's, it's weird because I was trying to figure out when we were laying out the groundwork for February for the for our uh, for our movie themes, and I'm thinking, wait, what is what happens? Does February, does February give us an extra day? Well, technically speaking, <laughs> uh, it's uh, early access is still going to be. It's still going to be um, February on the 28th, but the last movie of the month, but still you're only getting four. It's going to, you're, you're getting, you're getting um, the first themed movie of the month is going to drop on, on Patreon this Wednesday. So technically it's still January, but for the public releases, it's going to be the second, ninth, 16th and the 23rd. It's weird. To, it's weird to have your last episode of a month come out on the 23rd, but because that's a, an abbreviated month, even with the extra day, March 1st will be, the first episode of that new month of, of the new theme for March. Anyway. Whatever that's going to be. Yeah. Oh, it's March Madness, isn't it? Sure. I mean, you know what that means. The bots. The Tubi bots <laughs> have returned. <laughs> that's where we pick one and Tubi picks the rest. Yes. It's, oh my gosh. So, yeah, they, maybe, that's what we should do. Maybe we should put a poll or just put a, ask people on Patreon, hey, give us a list of shit you want us to peruse, and we'll pick one of those to be the starting point for March Madness. March Madness. Cool. All right, then. Well, if you want to follow us on the socials, it's at Pod on Twitter, Insta, and Letterboxd. You can follow Corey on Letterboxd at Corey underscore Culp on Instagram at Cobra97. And if you want to support the show on Patreon and help us figure out how that first movie that Tubi's going to pick for us in March, you can join us at patreon.com slash karatepod. If you'd like to join me, you can follow me at rockandroll33 on your Instagram. Or you can follow me at the eagle (laughs) at Letterboxd. That's the eagle has landed. Or you can follow me at the real John Lett at Blue Sky. That's the real John Lett.